0: Good morning, morning. well you guys heard it, good morning, good morning out there, how are we this morning? Some of you are awake, some of you are not yet, well I'm Pastor Joe for those of you that don't know me, hello if you're worshiping with us online today, there's a couple things that I want to kind of communicate in the front end of our service today, we've got something really special for you. But in, in, a, in a mind of being very conscious about the reality of COVID and how that's kind of affecting our communities, we're going to ask that you remain seated during the service today until the very end. And uh, we'll give you some instruction when that time comes, but you're going to remain seated throughout the service, and uh, we're all going to wear our masks today. So as you can see, Monty and the sound crew is doing a wonderful job of bringing it through, even with a little bit of muffling. Um, a couple other things to call to your attention. The first is that... Uh, Sunday school begins next week for the adult Sunday school classes and children's Sunday school classes. And uh, also, if you have questions about anything, the Welcome Center is a great spot to find that. Also, check out the website, bpumc.com, and our Facebook page is a great link and our YouTube channel. Now, I just want to see what's kind of going on out there and if you're awake today, okay? Anybody watch football? Okay, okay, anybody watch the Buffalo Bills yesterday? Oh, did anybody else feel like when I said good morning, we didn't get a huge response when we said, hey? hey. Yeah, you got it. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Okay, those of you that aren't Bill's fans, it's okay. This is a big community. We welcome you here. And uh, we want to give a special shout out to Tom Holland. Tom, are you here? Tom's here somewhere. Tom's here. He's, he's in grief this morning because he's a Seahawks fan. But... Uh, No, in all actuality, our hope today is as we worship the Lord through songs that you will know, that you would uh, remember that today is Epiphany Sunday. Epiphany just means the sudden realization that things really are as they appear. We celebrate Epiphany because God saw fit to make his dwelling among us, the scripture says, in the person of Jesus Christ. And we give thanks for that today. And there is no greater community than the church. Amen Amen Would you join me in prayer this morning? Holy God, it's good to be here, gathered as your people. Father, as we worship you, would your Holy Spirit minister to us, that you might minister through us. Would the songs that we sing and the word that is spoken, the sacrament that is received, reveal you. And God, for those of us this morning who need a special touch, would your Holy Spirit minister in ways like never before. Honor and glory are yours both now and forevermore, Jesus. In your holy name, Amen.
1: 'Twas in a cow stall, with wise men and farmers and shepherds and all. But high from God's heaven a star's light did fall, and the promise of ages it then did recall. If Jesus had wanted for any wee thing, A star in the sky or a bird on the wing or all of God's angels in heaven for to sing. He surely could have it cause he was the king. I wonder as I wander out under the sky How Jesus the Savior did come for to die for poor, only people like you and like I. I wonder as I wonder.
2: The Messiah will come Genesis 3 the great story of Christmas begins as God announces in the Garden of Eden that Eve's descendant will someday come and crush the power of evil when the cool evening breezes were blowing the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to man. Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten? The fruit from the tree I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, The woman you gave me as a companion, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and yes, I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What is this you have done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, grovel in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. This is God's word, and it can be trusted.
3: God's promise to Abraham, Genesis twenty-two, fifteen through 18. In Genesis 22, the great story of Christmas continues as God's promises to faithful Abraham through his descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants, all the nations of earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. This is God's word, and it can be trusted.
4: The great story of Christmas continues at a, as Isaiah announces the birth of Christ to a people in darkness. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. This is God's word, and it can be trusted. The story of Christmas continues as the prophet Micah foretells the glory of little Bethlehem where Jesus will one day be born. Mobilize, marshal your troops, the enemies laying siege to Jerusalem, they will strike Israel's leader in the face with a rod, but you, O Bethlehem, Iraq, are only a small village among all the people in Judah, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in distant past, will come from you on my behalf the people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last, his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And the people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace. This is God's word, and it can be trusted. Oh
5: In the Gospel of Luke, the great story of Christmas continues as the angel Gabriel brings news of Jesus' birth to Mary. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive. You will be conceived and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. This is God's word and it can be trusted.
3: Now the great story of Christmas continues as Matthew tells of the birth of Jesus. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, and while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is God's word, and it can be trusted.
5: The great story of Christmas continues as the shepherds go to the manger to visit Jesus. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. This is God's word, and it can be trusted.
6: The great story of Christmas continues as the wise men are led by the star to Jesus. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, For this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judea. For a ruler will come for you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so I can go worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star that had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. This is God's word and it can be trusted.
7: In the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light, he was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Christmas oftentimes ends on Christmas, but in the church, the season of Advent doesn't end until today. Christmas is one piece of that season, but it's a a season of anticipation, of preparation. As we've gathered together today, uh, a couple things kept rolling through my mind and one of them was that, you know, in the midst of kind of the chaos that we've witnessed in our, in our country, in our homes maybe, in the world, there is still a constant. And his name is Jesus. And this story of Christmas articulates that clearly and perfectly. You know, last Wednesday, there was a lot of chaos And I'd be uh, remiss to at least acknowledge it. But while there was seemingly some dark spots, there was a great light shining. I'd like to invite Andrew to come and share a narrative of light in the midst of the darkness. And what I would say, and Andrew would say, of the greatest kinds.
8: Yeah, this year it's been um, absolutely amazing to see God working in this youth ministry. Just like... Uh, years past it's it's been awesome to see God working through um, our great great volunteer team and our student leadership team Um, but this Wednesday I had a student come up to me just just eager um, and said to me man I I need to make some changes in my life I want to know Jesus I want to I want to have a relationship with Jesus you know I'm just I'm ready to start this I'm ready to know Jesus what do I do? (laughs) And so him and I went and had a conversation um, and prayed together. And by the end of the night, he accepted Jesus to be the king of his life and the savior of his life. And that is an amazing victory. Uh, So I just want to give a round of applause for God and praising God for that.
0: God came into this world to seek and to save that which is lost. We all have been or are lost. Even if we think we know exactly where we're going. As Andrew shared that story with me last Thursday, kind of a light bulb went off and that's exactly why we gather. To celebrate new life. You know, communion is that spot where we witness and we celebrate what Christ has done and what Christ promises to do and what Christ will come again and do one day. You know, as we come to this table this morning, I'd like to give you just a moment of silent reflection and maybe like that young man last Wednesday, if the Lord's been working on your heart, see this was a weeks-long process for him. This was a process and a journey that several weeks of the Holy Spirit working on his life and finally a response, where he just couldn't take it any longer. If that's you this morning, I'd invite you to just be still for a moment as you prepare your hearts and your minds to come to this table, which is holy, which is open to people of all ages and nations and races, from the saints to the ain'ts and everybody in between but let's just sit quietly in reflection for a moment as we think about the mercy of God and as we receive the grace of God Holy God, your word says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord, you said, take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Father, forgive us where we have sinned against you and against others. Lord, today we want to trust you. We want to allow the light to penetrate the darkness. We want to seek you with all that we are. We want to honor you with all that we have. We want to receive you yet again, Lord. Jesus, in your holy name, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray faithfully as you taught us Church, hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread, he broke bread, he gave thanks to the Father, he shared it with the disciples, and he said, this is my body broken for you, take and eat. And likewise, when the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to the Father. He shared that cup with his disciples. He said, this cup is the blood of the new covenant, My blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of it, and as often as you do, do this in remembrance of me. So Lord, we invite you here today to these gifts of bread and cup, that we who are many may become one, one in ministry, one in spirit, one in service. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would bring communion to us right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Church, the body of Christ broken for you and for me, take and eat in remembrance of him. And that cup, oh, the cup, drink the goodness and mercy and love of a holy, good God. Lord, we thank you for your presence here this morning with us amongst these gifts that we do not understand. Lord, transform our lives. We thank you and praise you for the work that you are doing. For those who have received today yet again that great gift of salvation. The great story of Christmas that you have come, that you have died, and that you will indeed come again. Honor and glory are yours in Jesus' name. Amen. An act of communion that has been, we haven't been able to do this together. And uh, it's, it's kind of brought a little bit of chaos in my world. I don't know about yours. But an act of communion is also in bringing ourselves and our tithes and our offerings. So today, uh, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. We know that, that we aren't passing plates. But I'd ask for you just to reflect and remember on all that God has given you as you give back to God through tithes and offerings. And then stand as you're able in body and in spirit here as we sing together and declare this great doxology. Praise God.
9: over the hill
0: Church, as you get ready to leave this space today, I want to recognize just one person really quickly, and she wouldn't want me to do this, but Carolyn, could you come up here just for a moment? Carolyn, come on. Carolyn Barnes and the choir and members of the worship team and members of our congregation have brought to you this great gift of Christmas. Let's give them thanks one more time. Thank you so much. Now, Church, you heard the message. In the mighty name of Jesus, the risen Christ, it's time to go tell it on the mountain. May the Lord Jesus be before you to lead you, beside you to justify you, behind you to defend you, above you to guide you. But might like this young man on Wednesday, might the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who brings salvation and offers salvation to all, be within you, empowering you to go. Not only shine the light, but love the hell out of the darkness. In Jesus' name, amen.